0: Sole mission is to prevent the occurrence of defects. They do the job that no one likes to do, but have fun doing it. They are the first ones to bit you out and make you do all the dumb shit legally. They are the most nitpicky, never satisfied, overly dramatic, and first to shut down ops and pull your certs. They are the quality assurance representatives. It ain't easy being the one of the most hated entities in the aviation world, but one thing's for sure. It ain't nothing but a QA thing.
1: So I heard you mention one of the most hated beings uh, in the hangars or on the flight line. And uh, that's probably one of the truer statements I've ever heard, because I can tell you from working out in the flight line and you turn around like, the white shirts, the white shirts—they're coming. <laughs> it's like Paul Revere. The white shirts are coming. The white shirts are coming. Every oh shit! <laughs> get your tools in line. Get your get your manuals open. Right, and
0: it's like a like a scary movie or a suspense movie where like everything just stops dead quiet for like a solid two seconds, and you're like, something's about to happen, and then you can hear the ominous music in the background, like didn't didn't
1: oh shit ah, ah. <laughs> it's like it's like the shark and family guy. oh hey i'm just here to inspect you what's going on yeah don't mind me i'm just about to write you up i'm gonna mm. pull your shirts i'm about mm. to pull your shirts that's nice <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, and, and i think they do that on purpose they, they know that's the effect so that's why they wear the white
1: shirts you know <laughs> like they walk out with that that shit eating grin on their face like with her cup of coffee. And, hey, guys, what's going on today? Uh, uh, just doing some work. Yeah, what are we working on? Mm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, everybody forgets English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no habla, no habla ingles. No, no. He no. Uh, El maintenance on the avión way. <laughs> <laughs> Senor maintenance no home. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, but, you, but, you know, the reason why they're very hated is because their job is to make sure that you're doing your job correctly. And a lot of guys don't take that too well. Not at all. But it has, it's one of those things that just has to get done. Because if you don't do it, then there's no checks and balance to see if you're doing the job right, for one. And then the result of your work, if that's going to even work.
1: You know? right they're kind of the ones yeah. to prevent the uh you get you get some senior guys out there that say well i've been doing it this way for years so it's the it's the right way but if there's the, not that system of checks and balances there with qa i mean those they'd be half-assing it all day ah, i'm just gonna skip this do that whatever nah you don't need to put that that extra washer in there it's not needed you know what i mean
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and so qa kind of keeps it's like locks on your house right they keep honest people honest. that's essentially what QA is. Cause I mean, even, even with QA, people can still get away with, with anything really, if they try hard enough, you know? So right. it's just QA keeps the honest people honest.
0: Right. And then we going back to a previous episode where we talked about the books being right. That's one of the functions that quality does is to make sure that they are right. Mm-hmm. And that you, the person is following the newest revision of that technical manual or or publication whichever have you that's supposed to tell you how to do your work so uh, going back to what you said mvp like oh this is how we've always done it this is the way to do it et cetera. Et cetera. they may or may not have been aware that there was a change coming up and to say hey um stop what you're doing because we've proven out that this is the wrong way because it results in this hazard or this safety concern or whatever have you and then quality makes sure that you're aware of that that way you don't yourself and get shocked across the room or something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, as the maintainer, oftentimes you're, you you do not have the time or maybe even the, the clearance or the authority or the authority level to know, or you're maybe not part of even the distro list because you're not high enough in the chain to know when those uh, revisions come out for your maintenance manual. Uh, mm-hmm. But QA is there to follow. So, you know, to follow that to ground. So say you're working on the, working on an aircraft and you you're going through the steps, and you're like, ah, this is written wrong. It's got the wrong torque value. It, you know, instead of uh, instead of uh, inch pounds, it's got foot pounds. Well, you as a maintainer have probably enough self awareness to know that you know a quarter inch bolt doesn't take sixty foot pounds. Yeah. Right, so yeah. you're yeah. gonna go. That nah, that's wrong. But you'll get a new person out there. Who goes foot pound sounds good, and shear mm-hmm. that shear that mother off. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so and so QA will follow up with that and say, all right. And then they'll they'll go to the tech writers and everything else, and they'll ensure that that gets changed. And once that change is done, you know they'll they'll make sure there's uh uh what what, what you mentioned at one time six that the military they put like addendums or something in there until the official revision's released.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh So. Th- So those are called like uh, interim changes or interim rapid action changes. That's something you would stuff in there. So because the publication, whoever creates it, whoever is the like, like the overall librarian or tech writer for that, this is our way of kind of putting that in there until they catch up with it. Because God knows what other stuff that they're proving out or take or putting in to uh, to release a new revision.
1: Right. So, so with QA's involvement in that, they, they'll ensure, because how many times have you seen you, you put in for a maintenance manual change and two years go by and there's been no, nothing done with it. Well, QA is the one who's, who's kind of stepping on the tech writer's throats. You know, they, they have a running tally of those changes and they're saying, Hey, where's, where's this at? Where are we at with this? I, I need this because otherwise people are going to get hurt or the component's going to get damaged and we're going to cost millions of dollars, you know, yakety, yakety, yak on down the line. Yep.
0: Yep. And, uh, and a lo- most people that are in quality assurance, they're not new They're These are, these are guys who've been technicians who have been mechanics, who have been a uh, tradesmen of that particular field of work for at least, I don't know, eight to 10 years, I would say, or yeah, I would say it's quite a while.
1: It's not like a, one to two year thing like that's not enough time in service to to qualify for uh quality in most most cases most right?
0: cases i agree i can say that well let's like, say like for the ia for the faa certs you know you gotta have been like a certified mechanic for what a thousand plus hours you have to have like no incidents reported in the last I don't know five years something to that effect. Yeah you
1: you can't really have any any uh stipulations against your against your your license at that point, you know, because you will be, I mean, you and you have to take a special test for it. So it's not like you can just sign up and then get on a waiting list and eventually they they give it, you know, you get it to be to get your IA, at least in the civilian side of things. I mean, there's a whole test. And then you have to re resert that, I think it's every year or every two years. I think it's every year. You have to go back and retake that test and to to ensure that you still qualify to be an IA. Right.
2: right. otherwise if it was like a one, one
1: time, one time deal, I mean, you might get somebody who was an IA in 1955 and here they are in 2020. And well, what are you talking about? Hydro hydro or, or, or fly by wire. What, what's this? Yeah. What are these servos? You know, and they're, they're not qualified to do it because they haven't kept up with the training or research or whatever else that's required. Right. So you got, you like, you get a guy who's uh, been a QA for the, the freaking
0: Wright brothers playing. And then here he is to, And today. He's trying to cue a 787, right? I'm like,
1: what is this? You guys put your engines in the wrong place. You have them on no. the wings. It's supposed to be behind you. <laughs> That's not how it's done. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so given that these guys are professionals in their, in their field, or at least they should be keyword, quote unquote, they should be, they could smell when you're doing something wrong. And in most cases they'll they'll prevent it before before you actually commit to it. But then you get some of those like they they want to make this a learning experience. So like, okay, tell me what you what you're doing wrong. Tell me what you should be doing. Uh this is what it is, this is what it should be, et cetera, et cetera. And it turns it kind of turns into like this spot check fuck around game, you know, like like stump the chump, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, which in some instances I guess I can see you giving the person a chance to to admit that they're doing wrong because they probably know they're doing wrong. But on the other side of it, you might get a new person out there and that might be their first time doing the job. So, you know, quizzing them to death, isn't helping. They, they just might not know and might not have been going back to one of our training episodes uh, might not have been properly trained. It was one of those. They just glossed over it in, in class, right? Uh, here's one of those things uh, you'll do this, this and that, but you'll never touch in the field. Well, guess what? You got in the field and now you have to touch it
0: yeah yeah so
1: so in that in those instances i don't i don't like the quiz game i just want you to come out as a qa person and say as a qa rep and say this is how it's done this is the right way and for these reasons an outline it. and then that person knows from there on and then that they're going to go to to the other new people and say hey this happened to me today oh it sucks yeah but this is the reasons why and then everybody's going to remember that right mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of one of those um you know i've been guilty of right we've all messed up but and you've had your had your ass handed to you, but you never made that mistake again. Yep. Because, yeah, it sucked sucked while it was happening, but after that, it's like every time after, like, no, no, no I got to go make sure that switch is thrown. Yep. Because I I missed that the last time, and it caused this incident, and it caused me to lose half an ass cheek. You know, from a chewing <laughs> so good. And so I, need, I needed that ass cheek. <laughs> so now I sit lopsided. And, uh, (laughs) and so they keep you, uh, that's one of those instances where it was, it was rough, but it was learning and you, and you won't forget it.
0: Right. So an example of, um, a spot check or a quiz like that. Um, I was going for my, um, my inspector calls for uh, a Cobra, an AH H1 Cobra, and you, you got to take a quality assurance guy out there to kind of inspect you and test you to make sure that you got your, your inspection criteria down correctly. And it's supposed to be by, by the book and by the book means that this inspection, this cert should only take you about an hour and a half to do right. Okay. Well, I, I decided to take the one QA who's real nitpicking over the silliest, most minute thing. Now granted, that's kind of a good thing because if you can nitpick everything quick, then you're you should be able to do this all the time every time and not take
1: forever. Right. You're pretty it, efficient at your at your job.
0: Right. And then but this inspection though, was supposed to be an hour and a half long took me five hours. Oh five God. hours. Because and the reason why it took five hours is because I would start on one side. I was like, all right, this is the nose. This is what I'm looking for. And he goes like, well, what's that?
1: i mean was this is this a sorry sorry to interrupt is this a just a pre or post flight inspection or what was the inspection i guess let's get some so the inspection was for a um
0: like a pre-flight pre-flight post-flight sash uh safer flight so it's kind of like a combo of all three okay so like i'm saying i'm looking for this i'm like well what's that do uh you know, and it, and it just turns into like this huge quiz fuck of
1: what the what the oh, component is. So they're asking you system operation stuff. Yeah, while just like you're cl- looking for any hard visual signs of leaks, cracks, yeah, defects, whatever. Yeah, and okay. I'll tell and I'll tell you, like it was a it was a learning experience
0: because I knew like I, after that day I knew what every bit of corrosion looks like, what it does, and how to prevent it. Which that that alone is a is a six month course in itself, but. <laughs> that 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 was that was so long and so drawn i was like really man like can i just leave can at least just go through the inspection and then you can quiz me after we're out of the plane because it's freaking hot and i got all this gear and i really don't want to be carrying all this around as you're quizzing me so i would
1: appreciate if you didn't but so i guess from one aspect i appreciate that individual taking the time uh taking the time to explain to you system operation, explain to you all signs of corrosion, what to look for, how to prevent it. Um, Maybe learning some more in-depth information about uh, component operations, their internal operation, whatever you want to call it, You know, because it maybe expanded your knowledge. But by the same token, that was also probably the wrong time to do it. Yeah. Like, why not just take me out on a normal day when we're not trying to turn a bird for flight uh, why not just take me into the hangar when something's there in its phase maintenance where it's going to be there a while. Mm-hmm. And okay, we go out and we do the hour and a half inspection. And then afterwards, hey, follow me. Let's go into the hangar. And then you have all the time in, in the world, you know, to go around and consider that OJT, you know, yeah. yep. uh, not OJT during, I mean, I understand OJT is, you know, sometimes live training, but there's also timeframes, you know, yeah. that like we're supposed to turn this bird an hour and a half. Uh, it's been five hours. So now control is going, yo, what's going on? Why is it taking so long?
0: Because yep.
1: Yep. I got the pilots. I got the captain screaming at me why his aircraft's not ready. And, but, you know, in those instances, QA is like, I don't give a damn.
0: Yeah. That, that's the one thing I like about quality assurance, guys, is that every single person whose quality will say, it's not a race. Quality right. is not a race. There's no finish line in quality. It's an ongoing all the time thing. So <laughs> those are like the, That's like the, the hero that the new guy maintainer likes to have on their side is control or operations will say this. And then quality will say, I don't care.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't care about that. You know, yeah. Control and pilots are going, I don't care about that. Just get it done. And quality steps in. Nay says, I, you know, we'll do it the right way or we'll do it. No way. I don't care if your flight goes on. I don't care if your flight takes off today or not. That's not my concern. And then that that goes into saying, like, if you do
0: the maintenance wrong, I've never seen a group of sharks like hound somebody so fast. Is when when someone does something wrong and quality catches you because they could smell the blood in the water already that you're being that you're doing some kind of shady fuckery. And then mm-hmm. when they start, they start swarming. It's like this, this, um, dolphin code or something that they say to each other, like, meant uh, telepathically, and they're like, just, just circle him and he, circle around him so you can't get away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, like a, like a boot camp Well, one guy messes up and you see four drill sergeants yep. be lining at that one individual through the group.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ex- that's exactly like, it. Oh my and, God. <laughs> well, and if
1: you, if you look at
0: if for the drill sergeant thing, if you look at videos of it, only one guy is actually screaming something like he's actually getting mad at you for for whatever you did and the other four to ten individuals are just literally just screaming non-coherent noises at you (laughs) 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 Ah, why did you forget to ah, just just scream my coffee's cold why How, How dare, dare you give him cold coffee or some shit? Just
2: <laughs>
0: watch it, try it for those of you guys, man. Like, watch any video clip or or movie of what Joe Sargent's like hounding somebody. Only one guy is actually asking real questions, and the others are just screaming for no reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just throwing confusion out there and dismay. Yeah, hey. See if you can see if you can pick up on what's actually being said to you.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly why they do it. It's like if you can't understand. The one thing that's threatening you, it gets, you might as well die.
2: <laughs> that's hysterical. <laughs> <It's>
0: fucking great. <laughs> but, uh, but like you said, like we were talking about, when quality is the one who shuts down operations, they're one hundred percent licensed to do that, and it's almost set in their job. Like if I see an unsafe condition or I see a uh, misstep in the procedures, I could shut it down.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'll pull the plug right now. Yeah, and course. we'll have a safety safety stand down day immediately. You know what yep. I mean?
0: Yep. So like those guys are like, like uh, sanctioned or given authority by whoever's the the man in charge of the organization it, for military. Right. It's your CEO for corporate or whatnot. It is your president or CEO. And so when, when, when it comes out of their mouth, it's almost like your boss's boss, the head boss is saying it.
1: Right. And even in those instances, when, when, when quality does decide to shut it down, the bosses might not even be in agreement with them, right? They're, they're overall, you know, QA's overall boss. But by the same token, how you just said, the CEO has granted them the authority to be able to do those kind of things. So, yeah, he's going, oh, he's ripping out his hair. I'm losing money on this. But he knows that deep down, he knows that if they didn't shut it down right now, how much more money could we be losing? Yeah. Right. And that could be in the p- p- millions pending, uh, it could be a contract killer. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So yeah, we're losing thousands, tens of thousands of dollars for today. But if we didn't do this, we could be losing millions, billions uh, down the road. So yep. I think we'll 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 just shut it down for the day. Yeah to to include lives,
0: you know. And that's when I when I was uh, in a quality assurance uh, position, that was my biggest uh, biggest one. Is that a you're not doing it by the book, and then b like you might potentially cost someone their life you know, and no amount of money, no amount of reprieve or help is going to replace that life. So whenever I would get people who like, oh, just do it, just get it done, do the maintenance and just make it happen. It's like, "Oh, pump the bricks. Let's stop this for a moment. Are If this goes south, and I mean, really go south, because that's kind of the direction you're pointing it to. Are you prepared to write a letter home to that person's family? And then just that phrase just kind of jumbles their mind and resets them a little bit and like well no i really don't want to do that because liability guilt and all that stuff like yeah
1: yeah are you gonna be able to sleep at night knowing that the aircraft you released plummeted into the side of a mountain today yeah you know what i mean because of something you decided to to be lax on or not look at or just pencil with you know what i mean
0: or let's take this to uh another another severe point, right? Imagine you're on a you're at a firing range or something like that, and you guys are able to just cowboy it up, do whatever the fuck you want. There's nobody to say shoot this way or don't shoot because of this. And so you get everyone who's just cowboy up and just starts loading magazines, loading their revolvers, whatever, and they start pow 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 this and that. And then here comes this three-year-old kid just kind of scurries along the the front of the targeted area, if there was not someone to, or a safety observer or a quality person there to say, everyone stop what you're doing, and just has that authority to just shut it all down, no one would have noticed nothing until it was too late. You know, it's kind of like the reason why we have that and we have stop signs at intersections, you know, because if you leave it up to people's goodwill to do the right thing, chances are it's not going to happen.
1: So with that, right. So, so you talk about being, being the range commander and all that kind of stuff. Um, I saw a video online the other day and it was for a concealed carry course. And I'm not sure what state it was in. I think it said which state, but I don't remember at the time, but it had uh, a guy and a girl standing there and they had their uh, side arms with them and they were holding them in their hand uh, muzzles at the ground. And the instructor was running back and forth in front of them. And as he would pass They would have to pull up and shoot the target and and drop their weapon back down. And he would just run back and forth like that. And he would like, then he would like juke him, come back. And like the one guy, he raised his gun up and they had to drop it back down real quick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who, who, who says this is a great idea? And that's where, you know, talking about the, it just made me think of that. That's where your uh, range commander slash, you could even put, if you had a quality personnel there, in that instance, that's when that quality or range commander would step in and say, get the hell out get off of my range, get out of my hangar, get, you are going to kill yourself, have somebody else killed. This is insanity. Get out, yeah. you know, yeah. get out. <laughs> you're done. Yeah. You're done. Get, get, just get as far away as possible. Yeah. Take your John wick shit somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, It was crazy. I'd never seen anything like that. And, and that, and your, your analogy there just made me remind me of that, but But again, that's where that's where your QA would step in and say, hey, look, this is unsafe. You're doing something illegal and uh, and I'm not going to allow it to happen. Yeah.
0: Now, with that, since quality has so much uh, authority and leeway as far as the safety of things and operations and whatnot, you will get those individuals where it goes to their head. You know, like I'm the big white, I'm the big, great white shirt. I'm the one with the QA. I'm the one with the smarts and the authority vested in me by the CEO. The my cranial's command. the biggest. Yeah. You know, I need a size extra large and cranial so, so it fits my my flight intelligence. Head. Yeah. You yeah. <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. And I can I can oh, I can go on forever about this. You you because you get those individuals who think they're so smart that they'll quiz fuck a lot of the new guys and just really flex their dick at them just to like really like drive that home Like, yes i could shut everything down like no time out you you can't just do things on the willy-nilly friend like there's checks and balances for a reason that even though yes you can do things you can stop an unsafe condition however if it's within spec if it's within acceptance especially when it comes to customer acceptance
1: and you really don't have a say. Well, that's true. I mean, you do have those, they, they, they take it straight to the dome and they uh, get on that power trip, but you ever notice though, like you said, they, they quiz the new guys. Have mm-hmm. you ever noticed it's only the new guys they quiz? Yeah. It's never, it's never really one of the senior guys. Cause one of the senior guys would put them, put that individual in their place. Yeah. You know? Um, and you kind of wonder how those individuals made it to a quality position anyhow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's usually when of the senior guys like, what? No, get out of here. You're hindering progress. I'm trying to train these guys and do whatever and you're stopping my you're you're impeding. You're infringing on my on my uh my team here. So get going. Yeah. Get out. Now,
0: um, this doesn't happen too often, but I've seen it happen in certain areas where they'll put somebody in the quality department just to get them out of the shop. <laughs> you know, like
1: oh promote promote to the point beyond their capabilities? Yeah.
0: That or, never happened
1: six. Never
0: <laughs> or never, you know, never like, ever. <laughs> say it <anything>. so. <laughs> say it so. Well, like say like you have an individual who's really senior, but he does either he does nothing or he sucks at doing everything. So he's detrimental for the shot, but he still counts as part of our numbers. So people think that we can do all kinds of stuff because we have so many, but this guy is really not worth his face value. So they'll stick him in quality. And they'll make him run a certain programming quality where it's near impossible for him to fuck it up, you know, like go, go staple the the library books or some shit like that. You know? or, or it's uh,
1: inspect the FOD cans every day. Yeah. Walk around, inspect the FOD cans, uh, collect the FOD, take note, take pictures and send an email out to your superior. Yeah. Um, so, or, or you create, create an Excel spreadsheet of uh, with the metrics of FOD found this month and in what locations. Yeah. Look, you know, and that's their sole purpose. Like just get as far away from all of us as possible. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like you're 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 not being demoted. You're just being you're being promoted to a position where you can't hurt anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. We don't really care if you hurt yourself. Just uh don't hurt anybody else in the process. Yeah, just like
0: only if you're gonna hurt you, whatever. I mean, that's you. <laughs> just don't hurt us. Leave us out of it.
1: <laughs> please, 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 dear God, leave us out of it.
0: Yeah. And so and, and it's funny because it's always those ones who think that their big their head is so big that their intelligence is so high. It's half the time it's that guy who Oh yeah, he, he he is the Fod he's the can inspector. Yeah, who thinks that since he's quality, that he's Mr. Big Shot and he can quote unquote quote shut down operations, but yet they his program is to kick the FOD cans or uh, staple the the library books or some shit like that you
1: know <laughs> yeah inspect the hangar tracks for cleanliness you know he's that yeah. guy yeah. Uh, <laughs> i was like though he said that, that's typically the guy that comes in the hangar is quizzing everybody else but then you get his his superior uh uh you know uh, an actual real qa guy comes out he's like who who let you in my hangar? <laughs> oh uh, i just come and passing through and i thought i'd ask these guys no get get out who let you out here Get out of my office! You know, go back to your, go back to your whole golem. Go, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> scurry What's, away, you.
0: You know what? He's the guy who goes like, "What's a guy in his pockets?" Is
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he's that guy?
1: <laughs> he is that guy. Like, uh, yeah, it's it, it, that's what he's like. They shoe him out with a broom. Get,
0: get on, <laughs> get on
1: out. <laughs> go on now.
0: <laughs> but Sarge.
1: <laughs> well, they they make that guy stand at the front of the hangar permissions to enter please denied (laughs) resubmit 90 days for disapproval Uh (laughs) but i gotta use the restroom you can do that on your own
0: time now going going back now say we got a big-headed individual who thinks he's so intelligent and he's actually a good qa right Mm -hmm. but he takes things a little too literal you know so like when they say it just need to hit the minimums just meet the minimum requirement and then he goes like, "Well, the minimum requirement is X Y Z to the tenth power, and all this other bullshit." Like he really like maps this out. I'm like, "Okay, okay guy, like
1: we we get it." Yeah, they do that just so they can seem superior. I yeah. think in those instances, that's
2: yeah,
1: that's the only reason. Well, like you like you were saying, so we have tolerances, right? Everything in aviation has a tolerance to it. Um, mm-hmm. There's a high and a low, right? And if you're rigging something, if you're uh, you know chamfering a panel if you're doing any of that stuff there's there's tolerances right and if you fall within those tolerances it's by engineering standards it's deemed acceptable but you always get that one person that thinks they know more than the book or more than engineering or whatever else and they say well yeah it's within tolerances but it's not what i like to see yeah oh well, god who, i hate that who cares what you want to see it's within tolerance you know what i mean like
0: yeah it's like no, it's it's not a it's not perfectly aligned to this. Like yeah, I know that's why we have
1: a tolerance, man. That's why look, there's tolerance levels.
0: Look at it, and then so they so then they start challenging you. Like they start looking at your equipment to make sure that that's right. It's like, well, how do you know that these vernier calipers are are supposed to vernier this way? Like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you, I don't I don't know if you spoke English there. I think you had a stroke, sir. I think you had a mild stroke. <laughs> you know, it was like look, let, let, let me see that screwdriver. How do you know?
0: That this is a number two screwdriver well uh it's too narrow at the tip to be a number one and too broad to be a number three so it's got to be a number two like well we're on the screwdriver that just say it's a number two screwdriver like oh jesus christ
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but motor, motor
0: down motor down bro you know they get that kind of guy who's just really really anal especially when he's proven wrong when he's the one who's supposed to be knowing what's right and wrong <laughs>
1: Or how do I know this tools within calibration? This torque wrench is calibrated. Uh, the sticker on the side says that it's still within calibration because it's not due for another three months. Yeah. Well, but how would you check that uh, and ensure that that's still acceptable? Uh, there's a, a I, there is a small like actual tool you can test it against, right? But uh, the tool crib has that, so that's kind of their job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, but you should ensure as the maintainer using this tool that your, all your tools are within acceptable acceptable specs on a daily. I'm like, but I'd never get anything done if I had to go and do their job too. Yeah. That's why the sticker's here. Yeah. <laughs> you know you what know. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Cause otherwise now if somebody dropped it, okay. Well, how do you know somebody didn't drop it and didn't report it? I don't. You're right. I don't I don't know that. But again, hopefully tool crib is doing what they got to do back there to ensure that uh these things are still within specs and you hopefully that people were honest and if they dropped the torque wrench that they would turn it in to be recalibrated yeah I, you know I, but like you said you get those guys that you should be doing this this and that well yeah. i never get anything done
0: yeah so i had this i had this one quality assurance guy um he used to get real nitpicky about whistles right so whenever you tow a plane or you do anything that involves like heavy movement, you had to have a whistle. Okay. Right? And the reason for the whistle is because if you see anything unsafe, you're supposed to blow the whistle. Like stop, stop what you're doing. Kind of like the rape whistle, you know, stop what you're doing. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, Everybody stop. Look at me. Look at me. Right. So these whistles had a lanyard on it and we would put it on our necks. Right. Okay. Sounds like the smart thing
1: to do because if but I put was it in a my breakaway ranyard? lanyard. No, that way, not. in case it got caught in anything and it would rip off your neck instead of taking you into the, whatever spinning component it got caught in.
0: So it was one of those like uh, like those necklaces that had like a uh, like a snap on. So, yeah, I guess a breakaway had those snap on things, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yep.
0: Well, this what well, this one individual, he would see us have it on our necks and he goes like, why do you have your whistles on your necks? Because it's safer than having it in my or, pocket.
1: Or it's easier or to, to access in a more timely manner then happened to de- rifle through my pockets and pull it out and then blow it. And by that time we've already hit a structure or yeah. uh, I got wands in my hands, right? Cause we're military. So we got wands on our hands. Yeah. And
0: then, and then I'm not putting this in my mouth because who knows how many other people's had this in their mouth. And and then he just went on and on. It's like, well, these things should be tied to your, um, to your, what do you, what do you call those? Your lapel holes, you know what I mean? Like, cause some coveralls, yeah, some, some coveralls have like a lapel and has a little buttonhole, right? So we'll tie it uh, – no, on, uh, on the collar. Any, anyway. Oh, so, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. ha- so we'll tie it – so he'll get all anal about tying it on the lapel hole. And then like, what's the fucking difference? It's on my neck. It's on my person. It's not in my pocket where it won't fall out. What, what difference does it make if it's on the hole or not? And he goes like, well, if this, if some, if this catches something and it drags you across the line – It's like kind of what you said, uh, MVP. I'm like, all right, bro. First of all, it's a breakaway necklace already. So if it were to catch, it's going to rip off my neck. Now, if I put it on a lapel hole, I have to tie it somehow. And that defeats the purpose of having the breakaway. So I don't, I fail to see your logic
1: on this one, bro. (laughs) Like, sir, can I write an incident against you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on, man. Actually, I wonder if there is such a thing where you can write you know, QA can write you up, but can you submit, uh, I'm going to say grievances, for lack of a better word, against a QA rep in that instance? Doesn't understand what breakaway lanyards do, you yeah. know?
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to say there is, I want to say there is, but that's probably one of the most heavily guarded secrets, if there is one, because we don't want you talking shit about our people. We want to be the ones to talk shit about you, because we're QA and
1: we're the great white shirts that uh-huh. <laughs> just goes back to that that inflated ego of some some individuals, right? They
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, they don't have anything real to complain about, so they nitpick stupid stuff like that. Yep.
0: Now, we we went but we went on a couple episodes ago about you had those individuals who would interpret the publications how they see fit because they're just so much better at at the written language than most other people, right? Now quality is supposed to be the one's to put stop to that like no this is what the publication says because we got the, high, the the nearest most recent revision we've been spooled up on this we've been trained up on this and this is why you're wrong but then you would have those quality individuals who are who interpret the publication the same wrong way as that other individual so then it just turns into like this hanger hanger to hanger shouting match of like I know better than you my dick's bigger or whatever the
1: hell <laughs> right yeah you know yep i understand so we've talked about uh the aviation side of qa what about the audio side there shoreline
2: yeah so um a lot of the times our our shop will do a lot of the qa process where gear comes in and whether it's flagged or not it gets tested uh, make sure that it's good to go back on the shelf. You know, test speakers. Make sure that you know there's not a driver going out or a speaker blown or anything like that. And and that's really the 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 in the shop QA process. You know, and if if something's broke, then it goes into the to the pile. It gets fixed and then put back on the shelf.
1: Do you guys designate one person for that? Is that typically your supervisor, the owner? I you know I don't know how your your uh, hierarchy is set up, but
2: yeah. So. The company that I have primarily worked for is a smaller company and it's generally the person, they generally have one to two at most full time. They've, I've only ever seen like three people in there and one of those was an intern. Since they are smaller, it's hard to designate somebody just to doing that. Sure. You know, so a lot of the times it ends up being, you know, whoever, whoever has the knowledge how to fix it, they're the ones fixing it. Um, whether it's work paying one of our techs to come in for a couple of days to fix something or build some cable stuff like that. Um, however, uh, I know bigger companies have entire QA departments that do nothing ex- except maintenance and repairs and stuff like that. And those are those are the the, the big big companies. I feel um, the ones that do the really big shows uh, have have entire. Uh, departments. I mean, the, I, I know a company up here that will have an entire week just of uh, rhino lining cases um, every year.
1: Like the exterior or the interior of
2: the the exterior. Uh, just to keep everything looking nice. Um, but as far as on site type stuff, a lot of the times that is left up to um, the 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 head dude in charge. Uh, whether it's the crew chief or if you have a big enough show where it's split up, where it's audio, video, lighting um generally the audio person will overlook audio issues lighting person will overlook lighting issues and so on and if the crew chief spots something they're the ones hopping on you know the supervisors of the audio team or of the lighting team and saying hey this dude's fucking up or hey i noticed this is hanging wrong and get that fixed right away because ultimately like, with you guys, you have, people, you have people going up in the air in these planes, right? Well, with us, we have thousands of pounds hanging over people's heads. Yep. You know? So if something goes up and it's not clamped right, or if the truss is uh, backwards, because there is a correct way to put together truss and an incorrect way to put together truss, um, and if it's put together wrong and it splits and it breaks, that's a problem. Because this is above people's heads. Stuff can fall off. And people can die or get severely injured, and that is a terrible thing. We do not want that. So yeah, that's that's kind of the extent of QA in my experiences, and I would love to hear more. If I do have any production people out there, I would love to hear your guys' uh, QA stories and fun.
0: Well, you mentioned not, not just the weights and the rigging and the setup. You're also talking electricity and power and, and all the cabling and... And make it
1: happen. So that go into it, you know. You were you mentioned. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have a lot of three. have a lot of three phase, right?
2: A ton of three phase. And I will tell yeah. you, I will tell you somewhere where QA failed me, um, and almost caused a very severe issue. So somebody in the shop, um, whoever whoever was taking apart and building the uh, feeder cable, it's two watt, two watt feeder. So it's uh, two gauge copper uh and then it goes from cam on one side to bear tail on the other so that we could tie into a generator well so uh, if if you're familiar at all with uh three phase power you know there's there's five uh total conductors there's your ground your neutral and then your three hot legs yep uh you know it's split up green for ground white for neutral and then your hot legs are red blue and black um so The issue that I had was I handed an electrician the bear tails straight from the box saying, Hey, here you go. Here's my bear tails. He goes, cool. I'll tie these in. Well, whoever put together the feeder on one side, it's, it's the colored cam. And on the other side, it's electrical tape, colored electrical tape. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Well, somebody put white tape on the black cam Mm -hmm. and uh white tape on the black cam.
0: Oh my god. I can, I can see this is going already.
2: So now you have a hot leg and a neutral leg flipped. Mm. Eesh. Cheapest. So now <laughs> um, I'm pumping 240 volts instead of 120 off of one of my legs. Nothing on another leg and my ground is somehow powered. Uh, by the way, oh my god. ground. Yeah, ground is a copper wire going straight from the generator to the ground that is exposed oh my god somebody touches that fucking copper wire oh my god shit's gone
0: skis. Yep. yeah
2: wow so, yeah so so how did you guys discover that we discovered this because we have a power distro um and this awesome awesome fucking power distro um one of, one of the pieces of equipment i get most excited about because it's awesome um so it has so breakers off um, the main breaker is off, and it splits up into, I want to say, nine L twenty one thirties. So that alone is twenty seven circuits of power, plus another seven or eight circuits of power for courtesy power. So we we throw the main breaker off. It's got a it's got a a, a, a readout of each leg, um, saying how many amps or and how many volts are going through it. Um, So before we powered anything on, luckily I had powered off the breaker because it shipped with the the breaker on. So I made sure that was off power up the generator. And then I see, huh? I'm getting 240 volts here and none here. And then my ground is powered. What the fuck? So then, so then we immediately shut off the generator and yeah it it if 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 we did not have that and we had not tested it uh a we if we would have thrown it on, we would have blown every piece of gear that we had it, it would have been million dollars of gear just gone Jeebus. um wow yeah i mean it it was a severe issue um so luckily we were able to discover the issue and really fix that now I've also seen where somebody has had wired. Uh, had built had built a cable, and swapped a neutral and a ground leg, um, and it was an L twenty one thirty, and we plugged it into an amp rack, and it literally shot flames out of the front of the amplifier. Oh my
1: god! Literally. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm playing pyrotechnics.
2: Yes, and it was at a (laughs) show, and it was rough.
1: Jesus, Uh, had
2: to find a replacement amplifier rack, and it was it was a time. Jesus, so uh, always, 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 always check your cables, always test everything, um, and always be safe. Because no kidding, you can kill somebody. Yeah,
0: no
1: kidding. You know. So, is there any way like you could test? those things back in the shop before going out on the. Now I know sometimes stuff's getting shipped from one show to the next, to the next, to the next. So it's not, it's not show shop, show shop, you know, so it's, it's, it might be out on the road for three months straight and whoever took it apart to the last one and sent it to the next one. That's how you get those uh, mislabeling with tape. Um, yes. But is there, I mean, could you put a system of better labels on like a heat shrink label? Can you, Um, how do you, how can you, I mean, obviously you have that, that tester, which helped prove everything, but how, beyond that, what what else, cause there, is there a way you guys, uh, came up with to inspect
2: multimeters? Um, and they also make these really cool testers, uh, and that was a, a 2130. So, uh, that's a five pin connector. That's pretty big. So they do make testers out there that go on. Uh, the end of it and it will tell you what's reading correctly and what's not and it's just a little LED like hey This is good. If it's green. It's good. If it's red. It's bad um, And that would help in that situation um, Because you'd be like, huh, why am I not getting any power on my z leg, but I'm getting power. on this is not cool um, So there are ways to do that and we we have invested in those especially since uh, that incident um and ultimately, it's just it's it's really about being diligent and making sure that your shop is also up to par, making sure that your shop is staffed, and and making sure that everybody's doing their job. And that's that's where a, an overall QA would be a great thing and is wonderful for the companies that can afford to do so. And in a highly competitive market um, in which that I work, where it's a lot of companies and not a lot of work, you have to constantly be competitive with your prices, uh, which makes it difficult to afford all of the things, if you're a smaller company trying to
1: compete in a bigger world.
0: Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So essentially the way to dummy proof
1: it is to get rid of the dummies. <laughs> exactly. Actually, that's the that's exactly. That's the best
0: way. Right. Now, well, that's
1: cool. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's
0: different levels of quality, man. Like, and we've already proven out that there's quality everywhere. Anytime that there's a service or a product, there has to be some kind of check and balance that tells you, pump the brakes, make sure you did it right. And then make sure that it's safe. Right. Uh, and overall, the, the the general goal and purpose and the whole existence for quality is to prevent the occurrence of defects. And sometimes the defect is you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. People are definite defects. Uh, Closing thoughts, MVP. Uh, QA is there to, uh, help you to, uh, prevent, uh, infractions, uh, bad things from happening, uh, sometimes, but you know, they're humans too, right? So sometimes they, they're capable of mistakes as well and can miss things. So that's why it's more of a, of a team effort, right? QA isn't just the QA person's job. Uh, you know, you as the maintainer are also, uh, responsible for QA, inspect, um, your own work, inspect the guy next to you's work and vice versa. Right. So, so help each other out, help QA out, and, and QA will have your back when uh when it's uh when it comes to the putting your ass on the line.
0: Very nice. And like MVP said, like quality and safety is an everybody's responsibility kind of thing. It's not just up to one guy to check your balances and pretty much override your misstep or your lack thereof. So it's an everybody thing. Now those who are were charged with the responsibility of being quality, you guys. If you haven't taken your job too seriously, please start. And for those of you who have the inflated heads, just know that you're a part of the bigger system. So that doesn't mean you run the system. You're just there to make sure that it runs the way it's supposed to. Right? So again, everyone, your your safety and your how-to is everybody's responsibility. We like to thank our patrons for supporting us and helping us make this episode. Stephanie Boatman, Erica LeMond, Mike Diltz. Uh, congrats on your newborn, by the way. Yeah, congrats.
1: Congrats, Diltz.
0: Thomas Connolly, Laura Matt, Ryan Freshour, and Nadira Covert. Thank you all so much for your support, for allowing us to keep the lights on, keep Shoreline happy to make, help us make these episodes. And we got a lot of stuff uh, along the run that we're planning to do to- because of the holidays. Some of those includes... Uh, like in-person recordings, uh, exclusive merch for patrons. And then we also have a giveaway coming up here uh, soon for the holidays. Uh, Some of the stuff we're giving out is from other small businesses or stuff that's exclusive only to patrons. And then we also have a giveaway coming out from the Aviation Tool Supply Company, or ATS for some of you. Uh, ATS makes about 3,000 individual products specifically for aircraft maintenance. So for those of you guys who are AOG or those of you guys who are all constantly on the road, this could be something that you can take advantage of. Now, please like, share, and subscribe our podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at Cancel for Maintenance Podcast. Uh, Check out our merch at cancelformaintenance.com. And once again... Please like, share, subscribe, leave us some reviews. Uh, If you have some ideas for the show, drop us a line at cancelformainness.com. Or if you'd like to be on the show, same ways, shoot us a line at cancelformainness.com. We'll do what we can to get your ideas, your stories, or you, the individual, onto the show.
1: All right, everybody. Get after it.